Day number 65. 65. 65 days. Americans abandoned by their president. Never thought I'd see it in my lifetime, but it's happening. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Our condolences to the family of General Colin Powell. Um, died apparently with complications to uh, covid By the way, one thing that has not been genuinely known, he was previously diagnosed with a type of blood cancer that hurts the body's ability to fight infections, uh, which, by the way, is a point that would would raise questions. I know a lot of people said, wait a minute, a breakthrough case leading to a death. There were other there were other medical factors involved in that case. But with that said, later in the program, you know, the saddest thing to me is as we now approach this this covid mandate date of Biden, one size fits all medicine. The, 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 we're now at risk of losing thousands, maybe tens of thousands of members of our military. We're looking at losing half, fully half of Chicago's police department. We're looking at firing first responders, nurses, the, the very nurses that. In the early days of COVID, Corona, when we knew nothing, they just knew people were dying all around them. That in spite of the risk, every single day would mask up, go into the hospital to try and save innocent people, strangers' lives. And and basically, they, they worked in an environment that was nothing that you can describe in no other way than being a COVID Petri dish. Or, you know, diving on COVID grenades all day long as they were intubating people and, and working with the sickest of the sick, and many of whom got COVID themselves and, and recovered and have natural immunity, antibodies, etc. It's it's not a question. It's sort of like Neil Borch used to always say, a former talk show host out of Atlanta, a friend of mine, he goes, I don't talk about abortion because I'm not going to convince anybody. Most people have made up their mind. Right now, it's not a debate over vaccinate or don't vaccinate because the people that we're talking about in the military, the nurses, the other frontline healthcare workers, teachers, uh, police officers, they've made up their mind. I don't think that there's going to be much more said that's going to convince people to change their mind at this point. I might be wrong. You know, that I, I, I think that a lot of vaccine hesitancy has been brought on by liberals themselves. Look, the Bidens this weekend. I mean, you know, you think of all these. Who was the congresswoman last week? Oh, I only wear this for show, this this mask. The, but the Bidens were caught violating Washington, D.C.'s mask mandate at their Georgetown restaurant that they were eating out at. I mean, that that's called vaccine hesitancy that they're creating. They're not even abiding by the very rules that they're putting on everybody else. Like the, the governor of New Jersey, Murphy, he's caught without violating his own mask mandate. Or Nancy Pelosi inside of the hair salon. Or the numerous times that Gavin Newsom is, you know, not socially distant, no mask on. I mean, it, people are looking at this saying, okay, all these people are full of crap. Um. 800-941-SEAN is our number if you want to be a part of the program. It just, people are full of crap. It was Rashida Tlaib admitting that she only was wearing the mask because a Republican tracker was following her. I mean, come on. It's, uh, you know, I'm going to wear a mask outside with Joe Biden. This is Joe Biden 
socially distant, fully vaccinated, going to Jimmy Carter's house. He's 96 years old. His wife is 93. Take off my mask inside and not be socially distant on top of all the old people that I'm with. That, that creates vaccine hesitancy. It's pretty ridiculous. You know, none of all the all the changes in the CDC website and and the differing positions and all of the projections and all of the mask flipping and flopping and flailing and one no mask, one mask, two masks, vax or mask. Now it's vax and mask. Now it's vax mask and and get your booster shot. It changes all the time. And and anybody that trusts trust Dr. Fauci at, at this time, I'm like I I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. I find him lacking in all credibility involving this and so a lot of the hesitancy all right if they really feel strongly that they want a safe work environment okay i can understand that i'm trying to be reasonable here well i thought joe biden said with the vaccine mandate that you'd have the choice of being i think he said tested once a week i don't care if you test people once a day test isn't that i don't find the test a violation for me it doesn't bother me they take a little swab. They, I've had it done so many times, run around each nostril three times, and boom, you get your results in 10 or 15 minutes. Why, why wouldn't they at least for first, for nurses, the ones diving on COVID grenades, why don't we give them a break? You know, why wouldn't we do it for police officers? You really want, you really want to lose half of Chicago's police department? Do you really want to lose thousands of our best and brightest and well-trained military, including those that we've spent millions and millions and millions training to fly our fighter jets that have, for whatever reason, they've made up their mind. It's not a matter of you being able to convince them that that ship has sailed. They have made up their mind. And I find this in my own life. I've had really interesting conversations with people I know and friends of mine and, and most people that have decided not to get the vaccine, they'll give you chapter and verse. They're not giving you an uninformed answer. It may be something I agree with at times, some things I don't agree with. But they'll give you an answer. And I'm just telling you I've seen the worst of it. Take it seriously. You better take this sucker seriously. By the way, Mark Meadows' new book, uh, The Chief's Chief, is, is coming out soon. And uh, apparently it has a lot on this whole eco health. This is the, the group that got the funding from the NIH and, and Dr. Fauci and so on and so forth. Uh, Tony, you have to take it up with the boss. Meadows is the one making this call. Former Secretary of Health and Human Services Alex Azar telling Fauci after the director of the NIH complained about the sudden termination of funds. Fauci had no qualms about meeting memos, uh, Meadows to overturn the EcoHealth decision, even though it was now public that the nonprofit had been funding the Wuhan Virology Lab, conducting gain-of-function research on coronaviruses in the exact city where the pandemic started. But boy, if you raise that question, you were a conspiracy theorist. Chicago police vaccine mandate, new memo threatens discipline firing for noncompliance. Okay, good luck with that. What's going to it's as if we don't have enough violence in Chicago. Now you're going to let the half the force go. I mean, what's amazing to me is in the military and, and police officers and teachers in particular, many of them are very, very close to getting vested in really well-funded pensions. And they're still willing to give it up. That's how passionately they feel about it. So we'll we'll see what happens. And. 
is one state trooper in the state of Washington. Jay Inslee can kiss my ass. Ouch. This is my final sign-off. Um, after 22 years of serving the citizens of the state of Washington, um, being asked to leave because I am dirty. Um, numerous fatalities, um, injuries, I've worked sick, I've played sick. Um, we've buried lots of friends over these years. I'd like to thank you guys. I'd like to thank the um, citizens of Yakima County as well as my fellow officers within the Valley. Without you guys, I wouldn't have been very successful and you've kept me safe and got me home to my family every night. Um, thank you for that. Um, wish I could say more, but um, this is it. So state 1034, this is the last time you'll hear me in a state patrol car and Jay Inslee can kiss my ass. I mean, the, the, 22 years. I don't know if you saw the the video that went viral this weekend. ESPN's college football sideline reporter, a reporter by the name of Allison Williams, she's now having to quit the her job with ESPN and Disney over the vaccine mandate. Why don't they give her the option of just getting tested on game day or whatever days she's in the office? It seems like a reasonable accommodation to me. Uh, this way, you know, you're keeping your work environment safe. Well, why not? Why not give them the option? That was originally what Joe Biden said he was going to do. What was the first thing that I said the day that Biden did that vaccine mandate speech? I said, "Uh oh, watch out for the lawsuits. Here they come and they're going to come. Southwest Airlines is asking a court to reject the effort to block COVID-19's vaccine mandate. The Republican AGs all around the country said there's no federal vaccine mandate for private workers. They're now vowing to sue. Southwest employees protest the mask mandate with a let's go Brandon chant. Um, apparently now that's illegal in, in Canada. Let's go Brandon chants, which is hilarious. Pentagon is facing a class action lawsuit over the vaccine mandate on the military, federal employees and contractors. New Navy order, unvaccinated sailors will be discharged and could face financial penalties. It's this this is that in the middle of everything that's happening with the economy. This is going to be an unmit. We're not talking about small groups of people here. These and people at this point, I think, are pretty locked in. You know, usually you get to a point in an election when you look at a poll and the poll says, you know, your last people are you open to changing your mind? And it's down to like 3% persuadable voters. It seems like here people have made up their mind. San Francisco has put 200 unvaccinated first responders on leave. Well, what's going to happen to the people that have, are having heart attacks that they, we, don't, we don't have employees to go help? 40% of California state workers unvaccinated. What are they going to do there? Fire the whole 40%? I mean, they've, they've got some problems here. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Another aspect of this we'll deal with later in the program, and that's religious exemptions. I mean, there are a lot of people saying, for example, that on the fetal tissue aspect of it, the vaccines that had fetal tissue research as as part of the, the vaccine, uh, you know, people have religious exemptions. Now, liberals say they believe in conscientious obje objections and objectors but everything keeps changing i mean with the economy as it is they're willing to let all of these workers go 
I mean, military people are giving up good career jobs. Teachers giving up good career jobs. Police giving up good career jobs. Nurses giving up good career jobs. This ESPN sideline reporter, that's a good job. But just feel so strongly ab- about it that this is their decision. I am not getting involved in the decision. We They baited to death. Vax, don't vax. My, my advice stays the same. Take it seriously. We lost got nearly 730,000 Americans. This is real. Research the hell out of it. No, you need to know what the difference between what, what, what is mRNA technology for Pfizer and Moderna? Do you know? Do you know what monoclonal antibodies are? You know, the one thing with whether it's a breakout case or you have somebody unvaccinated, monoclonal antibodies, there's a good reason that Ron DeSantis set up the centers all around Florida. Apparently, they've shown to be very effective with both breakthrough and cases and, and cases of people that are non-vaccinated. Nobody wants to mention it. Joe Biden only mentioned it one. The reason I say research is you then you can ask your doctor really smart, informed decisions if you get a positive COVID test. And it's your health on the line. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Oh, Jen Psaki, chief propagandist, circling back on Joe and Jill Biden without their masks on at this Georgetown restaurant. Uh, no, no, they put their masks right back on. Just before they put their masks back on, they were photographed before that point. Okay. But the mask requirement inside all D.C. restaurants, they were inside the restaurant. I think you're referring to is a photo of them walking out of a restaurant, masks in hand, and where they had uh, not yet put them back on yet. No, they're actually inside the restaurant, it looks like. That's that's apparently what happened. Canada, according to reports, this is pretty funny, will fire federal employees caught using Let's Go Brandon. Let's Go Brandon, you're not going to stop the American people from Let's Go Brandon. You can try all you want. I don't see it happening. Um, it's getting interesting the, the, what's happening with the economy. Let me give you some perspective, and I'm, I'm not going to get too deep into the weeds here, but there's a good analysis in the New York Post about this that I think is worth sharing. And, and we've discussed, for example, you know, all of this cradle to grave, womb to the tomb madness that we keep hearing push to three point five trillion, the battle within Democratic ranks, new Green Deal socialism and everything's free and free child care and and K through 12 education and then free college and free government, healthy food and and government health care. Remember, the same government that literally stole from the Social Security lockbox. It's now headed towards insolvency. Same with Medicare. Same people that can't keep you safe and secure in your own town or city. The same people that lied about keeping your doctor plan and saving money. There's a pretty interesting analysis. Kevin Williamson, I think he's still with National Review. I'm not sure where he is. Anyway, but he did point out something that's accurate, and that is Social Security is the most expensive program of the federal government. Now, they've let it become like a Ponzi scheme. There's, I think it was Galveston, Texas, that once opted out of the Social Security system, and they did infinitely better on their own without the federal government. Remember, you could work your whole life. They're going to either means test it in the end or they're going to you know, raise the age of eligibility pretty much to the day before you're, you're destined to croak. Um, but anyway, it accounts for about a, about 25% of every dollar that Washington spends. It is headed towards insolvency. 
that unfunded liabilities, how much money the government would need to make up the difference between the money that will be paid into Social Security in the future and benefits that have been promised. Uh, that number is $40 trillion. Williamson writes that that's basically $40 trillion, all the money in the world, literally. All of the cash in circulation, all of the deposits and checking accounts and savings accounts adds up to about $40 trillion. That's a pretty big hole. And now Social Security payments are about to go up by 6% because the payments are linked to inflation. Prices go up, Social Security, cost of living adjustment, et cetera, et cetera. We can't afford all of this. It's not going to work. Now, add to this the supply chain mess we just discussed, and add to that, they have a new name for this. It was on Yahoo News. It's called the Great Resignation. 4.3 million people in the U.S. That's almost 3% of the entire workforce voluntarily left their positions in the month of August. They just said, we've had it. We're done. And they're quit quitting at high rates. And it's been especially pronounced you know, frontline businesses like restaurants, hotels, retail stores, et cetera. And these rates of people quitting, you know, are a stark contrast to the early days of coronavirus where the number of quits plummeted to the lowest levels in a decade as COVID-related businesses and closures put Americans out of work. Now that they're getting back to work, they're, they're now most of these people are overworked and they're tired and they don't feel like they're getting the same bang for their buck and it's not worth it. This is now something we're going to have to deal with. But the White House is still pushing the $3.5 trillion, saying it's not going to cost us a penny. That is, they're just, that is an outright lie. You don't need a calculator or a Harvard Business School degree or an MIT degree to know what they're handing you is just Adam, you know, bullshit. It's total crap. They just lie. Well, that's not going to cost us a penny. Not one cent. Jen Psaki is now saying, oh, these rising prices that we're now paying is a good thing. It's a good thing to pay more for everything. We're paying more for everything because of Joe's policies on energy in particular. You know, 35 bucks more to fill up a, your your gas tank. Going to cost anywhere between 700 and $1,000 to heat more to heat your home this winter, cool your home next summer. That's a good thing. That's what she's saying. There's nothing good about it for anybody. The fact that you pay more for every single item you buy, again, all all self-induced damage by Biden to the economy because he gave up energy independence and gave into the new Green Deal socialist radicals. And it's the lifeblood of the world's economy. And Joe begging OPEC to increase the production of oil. Oh, okay, so $3.5 trillion, it's not going to cost us a penny. I'll, I'll believe that, too. And that, you know, these problems that we're, we're having with the supply chain, these are high-class problems. No, it's not. Because the people that are disproportionately impacted are poor people. Those with middle-class incomes. They can't afford $1,000 more to heat their home this winter. They can't afford 30 bucks more to fill their tank. That's not a high-class problem. That's another lie by the Biden administration. When we're not FedEx, we're not UPS, we're not responsible. You don't shop early enough. You need to buy earlier. If your kids can't get the presents they want from Santa this year, 
Oh, that, that, that's not our fault. We're not FedEx. We're not UPS. Really? That's your answer to kids? That's a pretty callous way of looking at things. And the Democrats now just so apoplectically angry at, you know, Manchin and Cinema, Buddha judge. Well, I, I had no idea was missing in action since August, apparently, warning Joe Manchin that if he resists Biden's climate plan, the $3.5 trillion, it will cost lives. Manchin fired back. Bernie Sanders wrote an op-ed and sent it to the local paper, Manchin's hometown newspaper in West Virginia. That's, that didn't go over well with Joe Manchin either. This isn't the first time an out-of-stater has tried to tell West Virginians what is best for them, despite having no relationship to our state. Congress should proceed with caution on any additional spending, and I will not vote for a reckless expansion of government programs. No op-ed from a self-declared independent socialist is going to change that. Ouch. Manchin hitting back hard. Now Democrats, by the way, now they want to put a carbon tax on top of everything else. After Manchin rejected the climate provisions, a climate of a carbon tax. Oh, that's a great idea in the middle of stagflation and inflation and 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 a teetering economy. That's just genius by the Democrats. You know, they'll put a, a tax on carbon dioxide pollution, a carbon tax, polluting industries. Who do you think they're going to pass the cost of that on to? That would be you and me. That would be we, the people, the American people. Joe Manchin also delivered another blow to Biden's agenda when he told the House, the White House, that Biden's tax uh, child tax credit proposal would include a firm work requirement and family income cap in the $60,000 range, which would dramatically weaken Biden's plan. And conversely, Manchin's proposal would save taxpayer money in the bloated $3.5 trillion New Green Deal socialism. And both Cinema and Manchin have withheld support for the bill over the eye-popping price tag. As Axios noted, progressive lawmakers who want more social welfare spending will likely oppose Manchin's idea. So it basically means as of now it's dead. It would have been completely dead had Mitch McConnell and, you know, the 11 Republicans in the Senate not caved and capitulated and done the very thing they promised they wouldn't do. And by the way, it's a pretty big deal, too. Bernie Sanders is saying protecting the rights to organize act will be in the reconciliation bill, which would essentially end right to work laws that have been enacted in 27 different states that stop unions from requiring that employees pay dues or fees. And Biden and Harris say they they, they want to ban right to work laws. Well, that's not going to go over with any state. Well, and by the way, Buckle up, prepare yourself, because that's going to be fought out in the courts as well. I won't take orders from a socialist. <laughs> House Democrats abandoned ship ahead of expected midterm debacle. Two long-term, long-time House Democrats and incumbents call it quits this week. One guy, Mike Doyle of Pennsylvania, 26 years in the House. He's expected to announce his retirement today. And Doyle and Price, David Price in North Carolina, he's been there since 86. He's going to leave as well. They're now the sixth and seventh Democrats to announce they're not going to seek re-election in 2022. Seeing the handwriting is on the wall that they expect they're going to lose. Stacey Abrams campaign for campaigns for McCullough and churches. By the way, there is some charges being made that that 
campaign uh, laws violations of Kamala Harris. 300 churches in Virginia apparently running her infomercial for for uh, Terry McAuliffe, who's struggling big time. I mean, I'm beginning to think that there, there might be a chance in Virginia. We'll have to see. I mean, it's possible. But it's it's become a fairly reliable blue state. Anyway, if you believe the Hill Democrats for 2022, it's a full year away. They're already, you know, seeing the handwriting on the wall and they're bracing for a bloodbath. The Hill reports that Democrats grappling with increasingly dire political realities facing them in next year's midterm elections. See the warning signs piling up. Once hopeful they could defy the typical midterm shellacking dealt to the party in power, a series of foreboding developments has rocked that sense of optimism. President Biden's approval ratings in a free fall as top legislative priorities stalled. And just this week, Congressman Yarmuth announced that he would retire, making him the first senior House Democrat to bow out ahead of the midterms. And then you got the Democrats fighting each other. And there's no real plan here. And I'm and. You know, tell me what part of this is working out well for Democrats. I'll tell you, keep paying attention to what's going on in Loudoun County. The prosecutor that sought sought to jail the father that has said that of the girl that was allegedly raped at the school. Now, there has been from law enforcement a confirmation that an investigation is real and that this really happened. Anyway, as part of this, I guess parents are domestic terrorists and should have no say in kids' education. Anyway, the, the the father apparently was arrested during a school board meeting after he said that his daughter was raped in the school bathroom. The student, a 15-year-old boy, charged in the case, two counts of forcible sodomy, later arrested. He was then fitted with an ankle monitor, transferred to another school, at this other school, he then got accused again of committing another sexual assault against another female student in October. Anyway, so this decision to transfer the student to a different school came because he didn't have a a prior history, et cetera, et cetera. Remember, the superintendent denied that this even happened. And the Loudoun County prosecutors blasted for helping jail the dad whose daughter was raped in this school by a boy in the in a skirt in this girl's bathroom and defends the decision to send the attacker to another school where he struck again. And Terry McAuliffe is right in the middle of all of this. Anyway, so the Loudoun County prosecutor sought jail to the, sought to jail the father. Why would you take a kid that's being charged with rape and move that kid to another school until you get all the facts in the case, until it's fully adjudicated? You can use the presumption of innocence. That's standard. Due process, that's standard too. But at some point, when do you say that it's it's a safety issue at that particular point in time? Anyway, you know Terry McAuliffe is in trouble when his surrogates are out there calling voters stupid two weeks before Election Day, which is what happened apparently. The issue of these churches, apparently Kamala Harris delivered a video message urging congregants and 300 predominantly African-American churches to vote for McAuliffe. And now that is being raised at apparent violation of federal law. And apparently she's not allowed to do. And that is currently law prohibits political campaign activity by charities and churches. In other words, those defined as 501c3 organizations. 
especially one in which you do not participate in. Also a violation of the IRS code. I'm sure there's going to be a pre-dawn raid at the vice president's mansion. That's going to happen any day now. Add to this the Afghanistan disaster that continues, the border disaster that continues. Add to this the financial disaster that continues. Add to this, I don't know if any of you noticed, but there was a little incident over the weekend where China apparently set off their new hypersonic missile and are bragging about it being a massive blow to the United States and their strategic superiority. And apparently the worst part of all of this caught our entire intel community by surprise. That would not be a good thing as China stunned U.S. intelligence with a hypersonic missile test. Flying around the world, speed of light, dropping nuclear weapons wherever they want, should they so decide, in other words.